Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have an important update on the mission outreach to prisoners with Pastor Larry and Staff Evangelist Josh Davis. But first, we'll continue our series on why we should explore Bible prophecy with Steve Butler. Watchman on the Wall is here each day to bring clarity to the chaos and remind everyone who tunes in that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. In this new year, don't miss out on any of the important topics and information that is shared on Watchman on the Wall. Subscribe to our free e-newsletter, A Moment of Prophecy. The latest insight and analysis from our speakers and access to our latest resources. Sign up today for the free e-newsletter. Visit swrc.com or simply give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. And if email's not your thing, make sure you get our free monthly updates through the mail. Some great information delivered through the mail. swrc.com or 1-800-652-1144. Time to pick up where we left off on our series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy, with teacher and author Steve Butler. Point number four is Jesus admonished us all to study the entire Word of God to fully understand God and His will for our lives. And in our last program, we had gone through John chapter 5, And this is where in John chapter 5, he was uh, admonishing his audience of unbelievers. And if we could go to John chapter 5, we had verses 36 to 40, but let's look specifically um, at at verse 39 uh, by way of review before we move on. In John chapter 5, verse 39, he's admonishing his audience. He's saying, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these, referring to the scriptures, that testify about me. So all through the Old Testament, which is basically what he's referring to here because very precious little of the New Testament had been written down yet um, at the time that the the, um, people were uh, actually uh, entering in these conversations like John. Even though John's books weren't written until the end of the first century, he's referencing all of the uh, activities uh, in and around the, the the ministry of Christ, and then obviously shortly after his uh, ministry was over. So really at that time that this was going on, they only had the, uh, the rabbis and so forth and the Pharisees and the, the Sadducees and the scribes that are all listed in the, uh, the New Testament really only had the Old Testament to reference to. And he's admonishing him, saying, you search those scriptures thinking that you have righteousness. It testifies about me, yet you won't believe in me. It's all about me. But because they were going at it with their head and not with their heart as well, they missed the whole point of the scriptures. And we used as a um, support for that position by going to 2 Timothy, going to 2 Timothy so, um, you know, you're in John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, go in through the Corinthians that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, and then he wrote to the Galatians and the uh, Ephesians and the Colossians and um, Philippians, and then you get into the T's, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, and then we go to 1st and 2nd Timothy, and we want to go to 2nd Timothy chapter 3, 
And when we were in here in our last episode, we read verses 1 through 7, which uh, can really get you down because it just is a long list of what things are, of what people will be like in the last days, which we are in right now. In fact, in verse 1, he says, in the last days, difficult times will come. And I think uh, everybody listening to this program would agree with me that we are in difficult times today. But I wanted to take us all the way to um, the last verse in the passage that we read last time, and that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. And it's referring to these people, and it's actually referring back as well uh, to these people that we read in John chapter 5 where he was admonishing them. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. That's John 5, 39. So come over here to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, and it says, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And I suspect um, in our lives we've come across at least one person who is very knowledgeable about the Scripture but for whatever reason doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They are an academic uh, and not a believer. And you can do that. You can have people who can tell you the Bible backwards and forward. As a matter of fact, um, my wife Susan and I, and at one point we took our family uh, on a study tour to Israel. And um, my wife and I have actually been there three times since 2007. And we've had the most wonderful tour guides for each of those trips. And it was very thorough. Every place we went, and we went all over Israel, we would have biblical studies relative to the time and the places where we were. And I share this with you because our tour guides were exceptionally knowledgeable about the Bible. And they freely talked about They were all Jewish, all trained by Israeli tour companies. Um, and again, very knowledgeable of the scriptures. And they freely talked about Jesus. And you're thinking, this is just wonderful. And then you come to find out, and we made this discovery in our first tour back in 2007, None of the tour guides, not a single one, was a Christian. They had been trained to, uh, on, on the Bible to the extent of how to talk to a Christian so that they would be comfortable talking with the tour guides. But not a single one of them knew Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And even though the scriptures were read over and over and over again in front of them, and these Christians, we and many others that came through, were living their Christian lives and faith out in front of them, they would not accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we've been back twice, had the same tour guides and the same experience again. So you can have the head knowledge of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, uh, as Jesus found in, the, um, in his ministry described in the, the Gospels, but they can be always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth and I pray that uh, that would never happen to us because Jesus has so many wonderful things in store for us if we, should, if we would simply believe. In fact, I want to take you to the uh, next verse there in point number four, and that's back in the Old Testament. So we've gone from 2 Timothy, and we were in John in the New Testament before back. Well, let's go all the way back 600 years 
before Christ's ministry on the earth and going into Jeremiah. And I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 33 and look at this wonderful statement that's being made in Jeremiah 33. Let's look at verses 2 and 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 2. Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Look at verse 3. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Now, understood in this passage when he says, call to me and I will answer you, is that you're calling to him in faith. You are believing who he is. And if you do that, he says, I will tell you great and mighty things. And doesn't that remind you, those that have been following along with us here for the last several programs, doesn't that remind you of all the way back to Isaiah 46, uh, 9 through 13, and Amos 3, 7? Those two wonderful passages say that where God says, if you have faith in me, if you fear me, which of course it means reverential awe, if you reverentially awe me, I will bless you by telling you everything that I plan to do. I'm not going to keep anything from you, is what Amos 3.7 says. Uh, because you have believed in me, I'm going to have faith in you, and I'm going to give you knowledge of everything I plan to do. And I'm going to lay it all out in one place, and it's called the Holy Bible. It's called the 66 books of his precious word, and everything we need is right there. He says, I'll tell you great and mighty things, verse 3 of Jeremiah 33, things which you do not know. But once you get into the word, you know it, and it's yours, and you can claim it, and you can share it with others, perhaps to bring them to a saving knowledge as well. So let's, um, let's continue. I'm excited about this, and I want to continue this excitement. I want to show you another verse, John chapter 16. So let's go back into the New Testament again. And I hope you never, ever get weary of thumbing back and forth through your Bible. Actually, sometimes I intentionally stage the verses uh, that we use in our study so that we have to go back into the same book several times rather than just stay there. Let's, let's just get rid of all the, same, uh, the, the verses in the same book for the ease of uh, just moving around. Well, no, I think that goes against what we want to try and do and that's build a sense of confidence of where things are. And the more times you thumb through your Bible and go to a book, you'll remember where that book is. And then over time, within that book, the key passages that you want to remember as you share your faith with others. So John chapter 16, and again, this is a pass. It's, uh, it's part of what's called the Upper Room Discourse. And this is where Jesus uh, is in the Upper Room the night of the Last Supper. This is the night that he's going to be betrayed by Judas. So the next day he's going to be crucified. So he's laying his heart out to the 11 apostles, Judas, who is going to betray him later this night, um, has left to kill himself. And he's got the 11 and these are the apostles that will be him with him in the millennial kingdom. They're going to add Matthias later on in Acts chapter 1 to round out the 12. But these are the 12, the 11 at this case that he's talking to. And he's basically said goodbye to Israel 
for a period of time because I'm keeping my covenant. I will come back for Israel or to Israel, but I'm turning my face now towards those who accept me on faith. And through that are the, 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 some of the first to do that are these 11 apostles. So now he's basically telling them what it's going to be like on the earth until he comes back. And he wants them to know in, in John chapter 16, starting with verse 12, listen to these wonderful words he tells them. John chapter 16, verse 12, I have many more things to say to you. This is Jesus talking to the 11, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, let me step out here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, until now, the Holy Spirit would come on people as long as they were righteous. But when they turned away from righteousness, the Holy Spirit would leave them. But now he's talking about a Holy Spirit that when he leaves, he's going to send this spirit to us and he's going to dwell in us and never leave us. So that's the exciting point I want to make here about this spirit of truth. Verse 13 again. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose it to you, he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things, verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. So what are we, what are we seeing here? What is the scope, <laughs> the wonderful scope here? There's so much in just these few verses. He's basically saying, that the Spirit is going to come into your life when he leaves, when Jesus leaves and goes back to heaven where he is now, waiting to come back for his church and then to come back to the earth after the tribulation. But he's in heaven now, and the Spirit of truth is with us now. And he says that Spirit wants to lead you into all truth. This is unlike we read before in John chapter 5 and in 2 Timothy 3, 7, where they're always learning but never coming to an understanding of the truth. It's because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them. And the only way you have the Holy Spirit is through Jesus Christ. So you have the Holy Spirit who wants nothing more than to lead you into an understanding of the entire 66 books of the Bible. And he will do it if you'll simply give him the opportunity. And it says that wonderful promise at the end of verse 13, he, the Holy Spirit, will disclose to you what is to come. There is the fulfillment of God's promise. Remember back in Isaiah 46, 9 through 13, and Amos 3, 7, that God wants us to know everything that he's going to do. He proves it right here. He says the Holy Spirit will disclose it to you. The wonderful thing here is, as you read 14, 15, and 16, he says that everything that the Father has which is everything. I mean, he's the creator God, right? Everything that the Father has, he has disclosed to his Son who has come to the earth. And now his Son is going back to heaven, so he's taken everything that he got from the Father and he's giving it to the Holy Spirit who is now dwelling in us. 
And that Holy Spirit who has everything that God wants us to have wants to give it to us. He wants to share it with us. And it's all right here in these 66 books if we will just open our hearts and open our minds and let him disclose it to us. This wonderful passage is one of the the greatest um, encouragement passages that I can think of because it's the spirit who indwells each of us who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And this spirit wants to guide us into truth. And that's what pleases God as we grow in our knowledge of him, which is the real truth. Make sure you stay tuned for the next installment in our teaching series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy. Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation is an excellent book to continue your study of Bible prophecy. One of the chapters is written by Steve Butler. There are also chapters by Larry Spargimino, Kenneth Hill, and Noah Hutchings. Order your copy of Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. One of the mission outreaches we have here at SWRC and Watchmen on the Wall is our Onesimus Prison Ministry. Here's our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, and staff evangelist Josh Davis with an update on our efforts to minister to and encourage prisoners. This is Pastor Larry, and I'm with Joshua Davis. Joshua is our staff evangelist, and he helps to oversee our Onesimus Prison Ministry. His father is the pastor of Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Southwest Radio Church has had an important and vital prison ministry for many, many years. I was a volunteer chaplain with the Oklahoma Department of Corrections before I started pastoring here in Oklahoma. You certainly meet all kinds of people in prison. We certainly believe that we are to reach out to them. And I was surprised to find out that many of our listeners have sons and daughters and relatives who are incarcerated. I know there are many parents who appreciate us and especially our prison ministry. Please pray for us, pray for Joshua and for the work that he is doing in overseeing the prison ministry. Joshua, thanks so much for being on the show. It's my privilege, Pastor Larry, and thank you for taking the time to talk with me about this important outreach ministry of Southwest Radio Church. Tell us, why do we call it the Onesimus Prison Ministry? What is the significance of Onesimus? Onesimus was a runaway slave that belonged to Philemon, and this is the shortest of Paul's epistles, written to a man named Philemon, who's a Christian and a friend of the Apostle Paul's, and Paul sent this letter to him asking him to forgive Onesimus and receive him back into his home. So this message of forgiveness and restoration is very important to people who are incarcerated in prison. And in reality, the book of Philemon is the gospel of Jesus lived out in our daily lives and in our personal relationships. Because we have been forgiven of so great a debt of sin, we too can offer forgiveness and restoration. I'm glad that we serve the God of second and third and fourth and fifth chances, and we extend that to others as well. 
I know that one chapter letter of the Apostle Paul's Philemon or Philemon is just a wonderful, wonderful, compassionate, loving letter. And the way the Apostle Paul writes to Philemon is just very moving. The concern that Paul had for this man Onesimus is certainly very, very wonderful. And one of the things that often I'm so surprised, you know, Paul was such a great theologian. Then in this one chapter epistle, there's so much warmth and so much love. And of course, that's how we should feel regarding those who are incarcerated. Well, how does the Onesimus prison ministry minister to inmates? We have a lot of different ways that we seek to minister to inmates, and I've been with the ministry for just a few months now, and really getting to see firsthand all the different ways that we reach out to inmates all across this country. Uh, It's been a real blessing to me, but some ways that we really help them is by sending out a newsletter, and we specifically write it and design it for them. We include things that may help them pass the time, like crossword puzzles or even some recipes using some of the food that they could create there. That was a very popular one that we put in part of our newsletter. We always include the gospel because we are reaching inmates who need the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we're also including discipleship materials because there are many brothers and sisters in Christ who have been saved in prison or they have rededicated their lives back to the Lord behind bars. And that again goes to the heart of Onesimus. God sent him into that place to encounter the Apostle Paul, and it was just the providence of God that led him there. And so Paul writes to Philemon that to receive him, not as a servant, but as a brother in Jesus Christ. And so our newsletter is designed both to evangelize and to disciple those who are behind bars. And we send that out as often as we are able to and we are grateful for that outreach. Other outreaches that we do is to offer free books and resources as we are able to throughout the year. Even just this morning, we sent out a Bible to an inmate who asked us for one, and it's a blessing to be able to do that as we have the funds, as we are able to send that out. We send out books that we have available through the ministry here. Another thing that we send out is our yearly calendar. When listeners purchase a calendar, a portion of those proceeds helps us to be able to send a calendar to inmates for free. And this is where I think that the evangelistic arm of this ministry really can have some great success is because we have inmates who just want a calendar, but they're getting a gospel-centered calendar. And then we're able to put them on our newsletter mailing list and send that to them as well. And they're able to take that and grow in the Lord and come to know the Lord is our prayer. Beyond that, we also have many inmates who are listening to this very radio program behind bars. And they write to us and tell us which station that they're able to pick up and that they're listening to our program That, again, is an evangelistic and a discipleship ministry into their lives. And we receive letters with spiritual questions and prayer requests from inmates across the country every single week. 
And we take the time to respond to each of these letters individually with their prayer requests. And we take the time to pray and take these things up to the Lord in a time of prayer. We are visiting with Joshua Davis. He is our staff evangelist and helps oversee our Onesimus Prison Ministry. Joshua, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they have questions about the prison ministry? The best way to get in touch with me is through our number here at the ministry. It's 1-800-652-1144. I also welcome people to email me directly, josh at swrc.com. Well, Joshua, where are the inmates that we minister to? I've seen things going out from literally East Coast to West Coast and everywhere in between. I've not counted how many states we've sent things to. I know that we are getting close to all 48 states Mm. here. It's just been a blessing to see the outreach of this ministry from New York to California Mm. and all points in between. Well, yeah, free books and resources for prisoners are really appreciated by so many. Some of them really become some of the best students of the Bible. They have plenty of time, and many devote hours of study to the Word of God. They share with fellow inmates what God has been showing them. Joshua, how can we help this ministry go forward with the good news of Jesus in 2023? And this is a very important point. We can only send out these resources if we have the funds available to do so. And so we encourage people to give specifically to the Onesimus Prison Ministry. That way we know that you are supporting this particular outreach ministry of Southwest Radio Ministries. And we have some other wonderful outreaches, and we encourage you to support each of these as the Lord directs your heart and as He lays the burden on your heart to join with us, to be a gospel partner with us, to help provide for the expenses of these resources. As we've said, we're giving these things away for free, but they do cost us to print, to publish, to send out these things. And the postage costs to get these things into the hands of the inmates is a large cost that we undertake as a part of our ministry here. So we encourage you to call us at 1-800-652-1144 and to be sure to designate a gift for the Onesimus Prison Ministry. And we greatly appreciate your prayerful consideration of what the Lord would have you to give to that end. And we praise God for the open door that we have to get inside of prisons where perhaps because of COVID and other things, we're not able to physically enter facilities. I know a number of facilities have been locked down ever since 2020. But through the mail and through these open doors and through radio, we are able to access those places where we may never be able to physically set foot, but God's Word is never bound, and I praise God for that. Today we're featuring the book, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? This excellent book will enhance your study of Bible prophecy. Order your copy of Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. Tomorrow we begin a brand new series on The Great Deceiver. 
Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.